good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. No matter where you are in the world, I'd like to welcome you back to another episode of Whose World Is This with Junior Renee Beaubrun. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to this ongoing conversation. And if you are a returning listener, thank you again for lending me your ears and giving me your uh, divided attention. I appreciate that. Um, before we get started, I'd like to, uh, being that we're very close to the holiday season, I mean, we are in the holiday season. Um, I'm recording this, so we're a few days away from Christmas. I'm pretty sure that you guys have done a lot of your holiday shopping already. But just in case you haven't and you want to get someone a gift, I highly encourage you guys to go to ChavezHouse.com. And that's Chavez with an S, C-H-A-V-E-S, <clears throat> House.com or in your search engine on Amazon, put in Chavez House Publishing. Remember, that's Chavez with an S. And um, pick up a couple of decorative notebooks or the gratitude journal or the love letters to myself journal or the workout journals or the password logbooks or the decorative notebooks that are appropriate from ages 8 to 80, from grade school to grad school. It's all good. I'm looking at the gratitude journal now. It's a journal that I use. I should be using it every day, but I, I use it several times a week. Um, it's a very good journal. This gratitude journal, My Abundant Blessed Life by Lenore Batista, who is the main author and co-founder of, or founder of Chavez House Publishing. It's, it's a very good journal because of the prompts. Every day you're compelled to have a quote of the day. It doesn't have to be anything profound, just something that resonates with you. And then today I am grateful for. And then there are other several prompts that you use. And it's a great way to start the day and center yourself. And then at the evening, at the evening, um, evening time, there's another prompt that has to do with your day. So you sort of bind the day together. It's almost as if you're controlling how you feel about the day as opposed to the day taking control of you. Then there's another book here, uh, Love Letters to Myself, My Journal of Self-Love and Empowerment. Now, I know a lot of people out there, maybe some guys that listen are going, oh, June, man, I ain't with all that. I don't want to do all that. Yeah, you know what? Let me tell you something. Men, men, you guys out there, we do an inadequate job of taking care of ourselves mentally and physically. Okay? How many times are we in some sort of pain and we go, oh, I'll just walk it off. And maybe our loved ones say, you might need to get that checked out. Eh, it's nothing. I'm all, eh, it's nothing. It's just a whatever. And then it turns out possibly later on to be a something. But because we neglected it for so long, thinking that the way to get over it was to ignore it and not address it, it turned into a bigger issue that we may not be able to manage anymore. Now it's something else. That's why these are important. I speak to men and I speak to women. Women are very good at journaling. So many women, I was like, oh, man, you guys should be journaling. And they're like, yeah, we've been journaling since high school, June. We, we, girls have diaries and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. You guys have diaries. Yeah. It's a great way of getting things out of your head, putting it on paper, and being able to look at it. Just like finding a friend to vent to. They may not have advice. They may not have wise counsel, but you get to bend their ear. 
And so now all those thoughts that were rattling around in your head, you're, you're able to get them out. And, and, and at that moment, you're able to dissect them and look at them and examine them differently because they're out of your head. Oftentimes, you're able to find solutions on your own just by saying it out loud or writing it down. So I highly encourage people, man, woman, young, old, doesn't matter your age group, to start journaling. And I encourage you to go to Chavez House Publishing for that, whether it's ChavezHouse.com or I would prefer you go to Amazon, Chavez House Publishing, and go there and take out a couple of books. This episode, we're going to be speaking more about self-care because this is what we were speaking about last year around this time, how we were going to get along with family members at the dinner table, with everyone having their divergent views on same-sex marriage or who should be president or gun or no gun to mask or not to mask to vax or not to vax. All of these things were going on at the dinner table that were precluding people from actually being able to sit and enjoy each other's company. Sad. We're going to speak about that. We, we, we've, we've discussed some things in previous episodes. I spoke briefly about Brittany Griner's situation now that she's been released. Spoke briefly about that. Um, I am, for one, someone who doesn't believe anyone should be incarcerated over marijuana possession. However, I also believe in when I'm entering into foreign countries that I have to adhere to the rules on the ground of that country. It's my responsibility to know what those rules are. Mine. Though their rules are posted, it's my job to make myself aware and knowledgeable of those rules and laws and customs. It's my responsibility. That was Brittany's responsibility. Shouldn't have had that vape hash oil cartridge with her on a plane to Russia. Okay? And we spoke last episode about Paul Whelan, the former Marine. Or should I say disgraced Marine, which which is more accurate. Because we went, we delved deep, well not even a deep dive, just took a look. And found out that he had a bad conduct discharge, which is right beneath a dishonorable discharge. He is banned from VA benefits, banned from GI Bill, banned from veteran housing, banned from seeing from, um, from being able to be seen at a veterans hospital. And he cannot enter into any other branch of the armed forces. What? Okay. And he was stripped of his rank which was staff sergeant. I think he was stripped all the way down, I think, to private. I'm not entirely sure. But with that being said, that was a, that's, a, that's not a former Marine. That's a disgraced Marine. And so we asked the question last time, is he actually guilty of what he was found guilty of? Is he guilty of what he was convicted of? Based on certain things that his, the job that he held, the past that he's had, the conviction that he has. And we had that conversation. I've been delving into some headlines recently, which is something I didn't want to do, but I found that so many people around me are holding on and clinging to headline news, and I just wanted to use some of these headlines to create a broader conversation. I'm not necessarily, you guys, um, if you're new listeners, I've said on many occasions, I'm not big on just picking headlines and using them as hashtag bait or or clickbait or or let me just uh try to run up some traffic on my uh platform by speaking about what's going on 
Because guess what happens? What's going on today oftentimes speaks to a bigger issue that is a reoccurring issue that we should be speaking about more than just actual occurrences. Guess what? Wasn't a couple of weeks ago the big issue was about a particular clothing luxury brand designer that may have had some questionable photographs of children in them? Hmm? Now we're in mid-December. Where's that conversation? Where's the boycott such and such brand? Where'd it go? It's not trending anymore. Meanwhile, child trafficking and the exploitation of children, that situation hasn't gone away. But yet the outrage has sort of dissipated. Moving on, another hashtag, moving on to the next thing. So what's going on with us is, we don't know what to be upset at anymore. So what's happening is people are being triggered. Oh, I'm mad about this today. Oh, I'm not mad about this anymore. I'm mad about this next thing tomorrow. Oh, oh no, I'm no longer thinking about that next week. With a 24-hour news cycle, 24-hour social media, do you actually know what you should be focusing on? What is central? Do we know what the central issues are? Oh, one minute it's climate change. The next minute it's these lives matter. The next minute it's, oh God, there's a war over here. There's a war going on outside. No man is safe from, to quote the great prodigy of Mob Deep. Oh, there's this going on. There's that. Oh, the liberals are doing this. Oh, the Republicans are doing that. Oh, look what's going on in our children's schools. What are they teaching them? What group is trying to put what agenda in what movie, et cetera, et cetera, right? What's central? When I look at these, when I look at this gratitude journal and I look at the prompt and I look at the quote of the day and it's asking me what I'm grateful for and it's forcing me to be centered on myself, centered on how I look at the world, how I react to the world and what is actually of importance. What is essential? Essential. What is central to me, to existence? It's simpler than we think. Waking up every day trying to be better than yesterday. Or while we're alive today, how do we create situations that represent our highest self? How do we make decisions that represent the highest form of our decision-making capability, which oftentimes comes in the form of forgiveness, forgiving people, not acting out of anger, forgiving ourselves first and foremost, not living with regret as, it's, as some, like an emotional cancer and a spiritual cancer. All of these things are central. All of these things are important. But yet we're pulled in these directions and people are telling us what's more important. Oh, you're getting, getting an electric vehicle is more important or doing this or boycotting this. I just saw a boycott on, 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 on Twitter. It said boycott James Gunn or boycott Marvel, I'm sorry, DC comic because uh, Henry Cavill, who's played Superman over the last two, three iterations of Superman 
Um, he's no, he's not coming back as Superman. Now, me, I'm a big superhero comic book fan. Huge. Henry Cavill is my favorite Superman of all time, and that's including Christopher Reeves, who was the best Superman until Henry Cavill to me. I'm a big fan of the Superman comic. I'm a big fan of Henry Cavill and what he's done and Zack Snyder has done for the Marvel, for the DC Universe. Guess what? Putting hashtag boycott gives great, it does great insult to the word boycott. For me personally, it's such a big tool, the word boycott. But now when you use it for everything, boycott this cartoon, boycott this magazine, boycott this movie because it's such and such is not coming back. You do great violence and you do great disservice by diminishing the actual word boycott and what it means politically. The actual power of it. Remember last couple weeks, like you said, there was a boycott of such and such clothing brand gone that's that's not in, that's not anywhere to be found everyone has moved on i haven't i'll keep speaking about it but i'll i'll use it as a in a broader context when we spoke about it we spoke about it in a broader context right how we can sort of like i said this this platform what we do here you if you pull the yarn you'll see how everything is part of one continuous conversation okay and you know so the reason why I'm, I'm speaking about self-care is because I'm going to have to pull something out of the headlines. S someone who I, I don't want to say respected or admired, but I liked, died recently in the, in the, in the um, public sphere. His name was Twitch. He, I think he was a DJ for, 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 for the Ellen DeGeneres show. Uh, it's not a show that I watch. Didn't particularly like Ellen or her show. That's just me. It's a preference thing. Um, I didn't get the charm, truthfully. I didn't get it. She had a game show that I liked where people got the wrong answer and they had to fall in some water or something like that. I thought that was hilarious. But um, but Twitch, I saw him a couple of times on TV, saw his vines on YouTube or Instagram or whatever where he's dancing with his family. Seemed to have a beautiful family. He was always dancing with his wife. His wife is a dancer too and Stitch, I'm sorry, Twitch was a choreographer. He was a dancer, choreographer, etc., etc., and always seemed to be extremely happy. Dancing, he's got his kids with him. I think he has two or three kids. This man is 40 years old and committed suicide. When you see him, looks like he's living the happiest family man life. He looks like the life that every 40-year-old dude wants to live. Got the the wife, your dance, you got your kids, you know, you have some money, you have a certain amount of fame, and you're doing all right for your seems like seemed like on paper he was doing all right for himself from for you know from all appearances. This man, who looked happier than most, committed suicide. And I thought to myself, damn, you bro? You? I mean, you look happier. I can't even muster up that kind of happiness. I can't fake the kind of enthusiasm he had dancing with his with his wife. I can't fake it. I am who I am. I'm happy with my friends, whatever, whatever. I meet people. I'm cordial. I'm polite. I may have a certain warmth and I have a certain distance at the same time when I do. I can't muster that up. I would have to go to several acting classes to be able to pull off what he just pulls off. I'm dead serious. 
because I wouldn't be able to do that on camera because me and the camera, we don't have a great relationship. I look at the camera, I stiffen up for some reason. I just, you know, I feel like it's a surveillance tool. I take pictures, I look tense in my pictures. I notice that. I'm not, I don't know how to love the camera and I don't think the camera loves me. I'm just one of those people, I think. People think I make a big deal. Like, June is not that serious. I'm like, oh, yeah. I look at pictures of me and I just go, ah, who is that? That's me? That's how the camera sees me? Damn, that's how I look for real? I look in the mirror. The me that I see in the mirror and the me that I see in a photo are two different me's. The me I see in a mirror, I can deal with that guy. The me I see on camera, it's like, ugh. Jeez, it's unforgiving, I think. But anyway, this guy, Seemed to be living his, I don't know his whole name. I think his name was Stephen Boss or Stephen Boss. I'm not sure. Last name Boss. But uh, from all intent and purposes, it looked like he was living a great life. And I see a person like that gone from the world. And I, and I, I can't speak to him. I don't, know, I don't know him personally. I don't know anything about the man. I just knew what I saw. For some reason, there was a level of authenticity to it. I didn't see the sadness. I didn't see the pain. I didn't see the kind of pain that would cause that someone to take their own life. I'm pretty good at identifying little holes, even in people I never met and seeing them on camera, or even a picture of them. I didn't see it. And it's jarring for me personally. The fact that I couldn't pick that up in all the little videos I saw of them. I couldn't pick it up. A person who looked that happy. Reason why I'm saying this is because whether we're speaking about the revelations from former workers at Facebook or Meta that have spoken about how uh, social media is leading to heightened anxiety in young people, teenagers, adolescents whose minds are still forming. Your, your, your brain is still forming and your identity is still forming well into your late teens, into your 20s. You're figuring out who you are in this world and what is this world to you. Trying to figure out whose world is this. Right? And so with that said, social media to me is, it, it's, it's not to me, from all the data, is not conducive to positive uh, uh, perceptions of oneself or even the world around you. It's a skewered perspective. Or skewed, I'm sorry. So it's time for us to take a moment. Holiday seasons represent resets. New Year's days, New Year's resolutions represent resets. Our birthdays, some people, I know a lot of December babies and January babies, it represents a reset. And if you're feeling angst, ask yourself what should you be subtracting and what you should be adding to your life right now to reduce the angst or actually turn the angst into in the anxiety and the anxiousness to calm, to clarity. Because happiness, if people think that you're supposed to be in perpetual happiness, I got I a bridge to sell you. There are ups, there are downs. Okay, there's going to be times you're going to be in mourning, you're going to have sorrow, you're going to suffer great loss, you're going to have times of great doubt. That comes with, be, with the human experience, period. The issue is if you find yourself in a constant state of anxiety and not knowing why, if you're in mourning, 
you know why you lost this if you just lost your job and you that's a traumatic experience a traumatic event you know why but if you're feeling as if your heart's just racing or you your stomach doesn't feel quite right you feel as if you're in a in a state of angst perpetual angst that's not one event that's a whole mood it's becoming an attribute what you have to do is you have now have to take a moment and say to yourself what's going on with me do i need to forgive myself for someone else do i need to take inventory and in why i'm feeling this way do i need to stop listening or viewing or participating in things that might be causing me more angst reason why i say this is because I've just recently started a, a Twitter account. It's Whose World Is This with Junior Renee Bobrun, if you guys are interested in following me. Social media and me aren't cool. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't. I go on there, except when I'm watching little co comedic videos. I think they're funny. But I also realize that my attention span is reduced by how many vines I watch or how many short videos I watch looking for that 10, 15, 20 second instant gratification. That my attention span suffers when I'm waiting for that punchline so fast. As opposed to a long skit. 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, 25, 30 minutes. I'm waiting for that 15 second. Boop, boop. Ha ha. Next one. Ha ha. May not be good for you. I know it's not good for me. And I realized, I start this Twitter account, and I said to myself, June, just go on there and just post the shows, write a little intro to the show, and get off. Because you and social media don't get along. But I look at Twitter and I say, I got to find out what the world, because people think that this tool is so important. For me, it's utility. That's why I never really had a Twitter before. Everyone told me to get a Twitter before because I used to use Facebook as a long blog. I used to write long blogs. And people would say, why don't you go on Twitter? I had this one friend. She would always say, why don't you do Twitter? I said, well, Twitter only allows me a certain amount of characters. And I am a character in and of myself, and I have a lot to say. And Twitter doesn't allow me the, 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 the room to say all that I want to say. What I have to say is going to take a little bit more than a couple of characters. So if people, you know, so I felt that when she said that she was kind of taking a knock at me, saying that what I was saying was too long, possibly, but I wanted to get my thoughts out, and I can be a bit wordy. So I wanted to get it out. If someone chose to read the whole thing, Fine. If you didn't, fine. But if I see something, I say something. I thought something, I write something. I do it. So fine. It's out there for the world. If you don't want to read it, that's on you. But I just felt that with the things I had to say, I couldn't compress them into, you know, 100 characters or whatever. I just couldn't do it. I had more to say. And I noticed people said, Twitter, I was like, I don't see the, I don't see the purpose unless I have something I'm offering a service, a product, a platform, an art, something, I didn't see the purpose of being on Twitter. I said, I'm already on Facebook. How many more sites do I need to be on? But now with this, with this platform, you have to go where the people are, period. It's like being in a mall. 
You know, you, you want to open up a store, you want to open up a store in a place that has traffic, foot traffic, driving traffic. People can see you, a mini mall, a plaza, okay, something along those lines. And that's what these places represent, like a Twitter and things like that and Facebook. To me, it's a mall. I'm just putting my ad. I'm just I'm in a store. I, I am in a mall and I'm here's my booth. Here's my kiosk right here. Take a look with all these things going on. But I sometimes I delve into what's trending and I look at it and I look and I go, oh, this is pure nonsense. This is pure nonsense. Oh, this conversation isn't being had. And then you don't even have enough characters to argue, to, to, to actually counter and debate. And I'm, I'm watching and I'm reading replies and threads and responses. And I'm going, Jesus Christ, is this all of us? Is this who we are? And that, at that moment, here comes the angst because I'm saying, if this is who we are as human beings, we're in trouble. But you can't use Twitter as a microcosm, right? You can't use what's trending. You can't just go by the algo or the algorithm, right? Or can you? Or can you? Because how many of us are sending links to each other from these sites to get our points across. Hmm? How many times do I open up my, 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 my phone and the messages are abound and it's from these sites where everyone's on and everyone's chiming in in this tiny little vacuum. And then the questions begins now. Here's the question. If it didn't make a peep online, did it actually happen? We have two or three centers of information now online. The web was supposed to free us. We're getting information from everywhere. Meanwhile, this information is being distilled and funneled to two or three different kinds of sites. And if these hosts and, 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 and owners of these sites don't like what it is that we're saying, you get reported, you get banned, just like many of the doctors and teachers and lawyers did and everything else during the, during the government shutdown, you get banned. Our own president of the United States was banned from speaking on a particular, on, on Twitter. Think about that. So the question remains, if, if it's not on Twitter, if, it's, if you didn't see it on YouTube, if it doesn't come up in the first two or three pages of your Google search, it's not on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, how will you find out about it? If it's not on iTunes, Spotify, how will you find out about it? If it's not on Fox or CNN or Al Jazeera or BBC or PBS, how will you find out about it? Because, you're, if, because once, you, once you decided these are going to be your main sources or if not only sources of information, what you're saying is this is the only place you get information from. This is all the information that you need to know. Or is anyone reading anymore? And when you do read, where are you getting the books from? Hmm? Because, you know, your local corporate bookstore is only going to allow certain kind of books and your, your corporate bookstore. Are there any, any more local bookstores around? Hmm? O what I'm saying is, are we focusing on self or are we focusing on what everyone is telling us about ourselves? Because I'm watching people, people are sad. I have friends of mine that are sad. 
you know? I once said to someone, because I, I had someone very close to me who, who was ill, and they asked me, June, are you happy? I said, I'd settle for unsad. I said, happiness may be a bit too much. This was a while ago. I've gotten over that since. But it was, it was, it was more about, it. you know what, I don't want to be, I just want to be unsad. I think happiness is a bit too much to ask. I'd just rather not have a pit in my stomach. I'd rather not wake up and feel that I can't take a full deep breath. That there's, I'd rather not have that pressure on my sternum. But I have, I have friends and I know people that are very sad right now. Great jobs, look great, go to the doctor, all things come back negative, they're all good. And guess what? They're not in a good place. I'm speaking to them and I'm speaking to anyone else out there who's listening. What are we doing to take care of ourselves? While everyone else is telling us what to be angry at, what to be happy at, what stance to take on this issue or that, what to boycott, etc., etc. How many of us are just sitting down and writing? what they're grateful for today. What would they like today to look like? How did this day turn out afterwards? How many of us write hellos to our friends? Just write them in our own handwriting. Take a pen or a pencil and go, I would like to, I'm writing, even if you never send it, but you write, you put, your, put a friend's name down there that you, that you care about. Maybe you've spoken to them Recently, maybe you haven't spoken in a while and write some things about them. What do I like about this person in my life? Write down their attributes. And you know what? Maybe send it to them. Send them a screenshot and say, listen, I was thinking about you today and this is what I wrote. These are the things about you I like. That person will feel so valued because in our everyday lives, how valuable do we feel? These jobs are underpaying you and overworking you. I know that off the bat. Right. If you're if you're employed, if you're your own business owner, if you own your own business, you feel as if you're 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 in a race against time all the time because being an entrepreneur is no joke. And if you're working for someone, I'm pretty sure you're feeling as if, OK, you know, I, I could stand to make a little bit more money based on what I bring to the table. I don't feel that my whole me is being factored into this compensation. When you look at that check. And you think about all the things that it takes for you to have a good day or good weeks worth of work. And all the things, all the things. It's not just the degree. It's not just your classification. It's not just your skill set. But you as a human being. You, your first, middle and last name. You that was born on such and such date. You. All the things you have to bring to the table. Does that check measure up? Probably not. Do you feel valued when you walk into a department store and there's a big ass line and you see several cash regis cash cash registers, uh, cashiers uh, open and, you know, no one's working and you're waiting on a line and there's 20 people on the line. That b drives me crazy, by the way. I don't wait on lines. I can't do it. I've left many things in carts and said, I'm not doing this. If I'm waiting on a line and then I notice there's several registers open and no one's on them and I know there are employees working the floor, but they see me, but they, they don't care about my time. See, they're working, making money. 
I'm wasting time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to spend money and you're wasting my time at the same time as I'm spending because this shouldn't take this long. I have a huge problem with lines. Get it together. That's why these new stores that are cashless, I have an issue with cashless stores, but walking into some store and just having my credit card on file, I understand it. I may not do it because I, I'm just, I don't want my, my credit card information out there in ubiquity, just in the universe, all of my, my payment information. However, I understand. Because to me, you didn't value me enough. You didn't value me or my time enough, which is the most valuable commodity that we have is our time. You can value it to open up register. Let's get these people in and out of here. They did their shopping. Let's get them in and out. So when you write little things, when you reach out to someone close to you and go, hey, I'm just checking up on you. I want to know how you're doing. Hey, I wrote this about you. I know it sounds crazy, but it was something I was thinking about the other day after I found out this dude died a couple of days ago. Dude committed suicide. I'm like, this family man? This dude looks 40 years old, looking like he's living his best life. Looks like a young cat. Got his wife, got his kids. He's looking all right. I don't know if he lives in L.A. or whatever, but uh, every time I see him, I'm like, yo, this, that's, uh, I'd like that life. I'm not going to lie to you. I look at his life and I go, that's pretty nice. You know, I don't know how to dance, but, you know, he's doing his little one-two thing with his wife. He's got moved it, playing music. And I'm like, yo, bruh, really? So he took a moment out to spread a little joy to others that he didn't feel inside himself. And maybe the only times he felt actually happy was when he was doing that. But you can't dance for 24 hours a day. You can't dance for 18 hours a day that you're up. Well, there's 16 hours that you're up and the eight hours that you're sleeping. You can't just dance. You can't just do recordings. Who are you when the camera's off? Who are you when the microphone is off? Who are you when no one's around? Who's helping you? How are you making yourself happy? While you're out there making vines and stuff and whatever, you know, for people make them happy or for your branding or for your brand or your family brand, for your reality show, whatever the case is, how are you happy? What are you doing for you? What are you doing for you? And if there's someone around you suffering, are you helping them maybe get help? Because maybe, maybe what's going on with them is above your pay grade. But are you helping them get help? I had a friend of mine. He was going through some things, right? He was former military. Good dude. Solid dude, as far as I was concerned. And I told him, you know, I'd be on the phone with him two, three hours. But how many times can I do that? I was doing that several times a week. But I'm not a therapist. I also have a life. I have a mom. I have a, a woman. I have a sibling. I have a nephew. I have a business. I have things going on. I can't just spend two, three hours on the phone. I'm, in a, I'm a grown-up. I'm not in high school. I can't just spend two, three hours on the phone with, with another adult person just talking about their problems. I can't. What I can do is help offer, offer solutions. It'd be great if I could just spend two, three, four hours on the phone with my friends. I'd love to do that. But unfortunately, I'm, I can't. It's, I'm not 15 years old. I'm not 16. You know, where you're just on the phone, just chilling, yo, just whatever. You can't do that because there's so many other things that have to be taken care of. 
And I told him, listen, man, at the time he didn't have a car. I said, listen, if you need to go speak to maybe someone in the VA, a therapist, whatever, I will drive you to each and one of your appointments. And to me, that was me saying to myself, I don't have time to speak to this person as much as I do anymore. But I'm concerned for their well-being. And I'll use that time we are in the car as our friend time because he didn't live too far from me. And I said, I will drive you there. I will wait in the parking lot or in the waiting room or whatever. And I will and I will drive you back home. So if you have two sessions a week or whatever or whatever, one or two or whatever, I said, I can do two. I may not be able to do a third session if you're going three times a week. But if you're going once or twice, I got you. Are we doing are we helping? Are we helping our friends get help? Are we helping our loved ones get help? Are we are we getting help for ourselves? Or are we just walking it off, going, eh, I'll be all right. Nah, this 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 too shall pass. Are we treating it like when we stub our toe and it's the worst pain you've felt? You feel it all the way in your brain, in your neck, and then all of a sudden, three minutes, a minute and a half later, that pain is gone. And you're like, whew. Emotional pain is deeper, runs deeper, and festers longer than any physical pain that we can suffer. Are we doing what's necessary? It's work. You, you, you can't ignore it and you can't walk it off. I know. I know. All those things that occurred from our childhood, teenage years, young adult years, things with family, things with friends, or whatever the case may be, those things are still with us if we leave them unresolved. We only grow stronger from them when we address them. It's that old saying, get to it so you can get through it. You ever take a bill, you ever, you have a bill ever come in the mail and you look at it and go, Ugh, and you throw it, but it's a bill. It's not junk mail. That's a bill. You got to address that bill. It's addressed to you. It's a bill in your name. You took it and went, oh, I'll take care of that, whatever, I'll take care of it. Now all of a sudden it's, it's in the bottom of a pile. You put it in the junk mail pile because you just didn't want to deal. Maybe you didn't have the money at the time and you just don't want to deal with the angst and the anxiety it caused because guess what? Our bodies are meant and our minds are meant to protect us from pain and discomfort. So you have to use sort of a counter intuition. Your mind and your spirit doesn't want to get to it because to get to it, getting to the thing that's causing us strife, angst and anxiety is counterintuitive for us. It's fight or flight. Who sense danger like a deer in headlights, you run in the opposite direction. A deer hears a sound, looks up, runs. That's what we do. That's causes that causes us pain. We leave. We run. Go in the opposite direction. We avoid. As opposed to doing what's necessary, which is get to it. You know, in the scary movie, when they hear the creak and they go to it and we're all like, why is this woman doing that? Why is she? Why is he doing that? You need to run out the house. Well, when we hear these little creaks in our lives, we got to get to it. Door opened. We heard something. We got to get to it. Those emotional creaks and cracks and squeaks and crashes. We got to get to it. 
I'm speaking to myself as much as I'm speaking to anyone who's listening or anyone who decides to listen. We can't we can no longer ignore the creaks and the squeaks that are going on in our lives and distract ourselves with our social media, with the videos, with the vines, with the Twitters, with the other what what people are telling us are supposed to be important. And then we start speaking about all that stuff. But when it's time to speak about things that are going on with us, we're mum. I went through something like that. Someone was asking me, what's going on with you? I know I know not everything is going on. I was like, no, I'm good. And they said, June, it's interesting how you're able to speak about all these other things. But as soon as I ask you about you, it's nah, I'm good. And that hit me. I was like, ooh, that, that was a good one. That was a very good one. So, and I thought about that. And I said to myself, okay, I have to do a better job of that. Because I'm, it's easy for me to speak about, ah, this is what's going on in the Ukraine and Senegal and Madagascar and North Korea and South Korea. And this is what's going on in the Maldives, blah, blah, blah. And this people are going through, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And then someone says, hey, June, what's going on with you? And I'm like, I could easily give you that same sort of salve as well. I can go on about that. But then instead I go, no, I'm good. I don't want to burden you with that stuff, and I don't want to breathe life into that. In my mind, I'm like, I don't want to breathe life into it any more than what it is, so I'm going to, you know, walk it off. I'm going to walk it off. And guess what? You can't walk it off. You can't outrun your issues. I'm sorry, people. I'm sorry. You can't. I can't. You can't. No one can outrun their issues. They will manifest themselves in your life in negative ways. There are things that you're going to want to accomplish that you have the skill set to accomplish, you have the wherewithal, but somehow you can't muster up the energy. And that's going to come from all those issues. That baggage, that big-ass bag that you have is going to be one of the reasons why you cannot. That's the problem. So reason why I'm saying this is because with, 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 with Mr. Musk and Elon and Twitter and, and neural links and people telling us about artificial and augmented intelligence and this, that, and the third. All these things going on and climate change and more tornadoes, more floods, more snow, more this. He's a Republican. He's a Democrat. They're taking away my guns. I want my guns. You don't want your guns. You don't want me to have. I want you to have. You want me to get vax. I don't want to get vax. You want a mask. I want a mask. You don't want to. Is that helping us or not? Do we know who we are or not? Do we know where we want to be or not? Do you know what's getting in the way of us getting to our potential or not? These are the questions we need to be asking ourselves. The next election cycle is going to happen regardless. Who do you want to be next election cycle? Who cares? Or LeBron or MJ, this one or that one, Trump or Biden. Who do you want to be regardless of who's in office? How do you want to feel regardless of who's winning what? Or who's boycotting what? Or who's agreeing with what? Who do you want to be and how do you want to feel? That's why we speak about the things that we speak about on this, on this platform. 
That's why we open up the conversation. We smarten up and we broaden the conversation. So it's not held and confined to these narrow parameters that cause this sort of angst. It's like you keep bumping into these walls and you keep shoving each other because the conversation is narrow. We broaden it here so everyone has a room to walk, room to walk. And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. Ooh, there's more to this than we've been discussing. So now it gives us room to add more as opposed to bumping into each other in this tiny little tunnel, this tiny little pathway, putting us in these little squares. When we watch TV, you got four or five people in some panel in a little square in squares and they speak for about one minute and a half as if they actually informed us. You've been disinformed, malinformed and misinformed. And you're uninformed. Okay? You go into all of these sources. But are they sources of information at all? Or are they binary funnels for you to say, oh, this is the team I play for, so they speak on behalf of this team. This is the team I play for, they speak, speak on behalf. And now you have news anchors arguing with each other. I'm like, what is this, battle rap? I was seeing something on the news the other day and one network was insulting another network. I said, that's not news. That's not news. You just wasted an article on talking about coverage of another station. Guess what? That's not news. That's conjecture that's argument that's conversation that's not news i don't go for you i don't go to you for that but that's what it is because what it's tapping in is into our feelings our inherent angst the things we might be nervous about into our confirmation bias into our cognitive dissonance all of these things how many of us are sitting down and finding ways to center ourselves where we pick up a book, where we pick up a, a, a journal, where it's our writing that counts. It's not some agenda. Someone didn't put some, inject some questionable character into the, 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 the narrative and the storyline that you may not agree with politically or ideologically or sexually or et cetera, et cetera. Right? None of that. The reason why I'm saying this is because I'm writing a book, but this is just for me. I'm writing it for, for people. Um, it's about travel. But I'm saying it because I've been using that writing muscle more and more. And I realize how important it is to find out what's going on in your own mind. That's why I enjoy doing this particular platform. Because you guys have a, 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 a bird's eye view, an upfront view of what goes on in my head. And some of the things I say, I've said to you guys before, I don't agree with everything I say. That sounds crazy, I know. But oftentimes I'm injecting a topic or a perspective that I feel is necessary. Doesn't matter whether I agree with it or not. Doesn't matter. So certain things I speak from, I'm not speaking from my perspective. I'm speaking from a perspective where I'm saying this hasn't been included in the conversation for us to come to a or an informed conclusion. 
an informed opinion. This has to be added. Whether we like it or not, we have to add it. It's like with Paul Whelan. It's like, man, do I got to do this? You have to. I can't call you former Marine. I have to call you disgraced Marine. That's what you are. I'm sorry, but that's part of the conversation. I have to add that. We have, are you really guilty? Could you be guilty of that? No one's talking about it, but it's important. I don't hear anyone speaking about it. It's just binary. Ooh, Russia's holding on to him for petty reasons. But what if he did it? What if he is? What if he's a spy? What if he was working on behalf of someone? Maybe not officially on behalf of the United States, but maybe other actors. Maybe he was, you know, because of his access, you know, head of global security and internet security for Borg Warner and blah blah blah, and his access. Maybe some other third-party actors got involved and said, "Hey, listen." We need you to find out a couple of things about a couple of things. It's possible. It's not outside the pale. But what I'm saying is these narrow halls are not helping us. These narrow boundaries, these these narrow tunnels and funnels aren't helping us. I would like people to take the you're not missing out on anything. Let me just say that one thing. You're not missing out on anything if you don't log in to anything today. You're not missing out. You're not if you don't if you don't turn if you don't look at your Facebook, if you don't look at your Meta, if you don't look at your social media, you didn't miss anything. If you didn't turn on the TV, outside of the outside of the weather, you probably didn't miss anything. Maybe some local news, maybe after the it bleeds, it leads, maybe they may be one story, but truthfully speaking, not really. I couldn't sit through a whole, um, um, it's very difficult to sit through a whole local news telecast. Very, very difficult. Oftentimes it, it's background noise when I'm in the kitchen doing something, right? Barely as inform- informative as it should be. You didn't miss anything. A couple of things, you're like, oh, that's interesting. Weather. What's it look like tomorrow? What's the weather like tomorrow? Pretty much. Why do I say that? Because it's time for us to spend more time on us. It's time for us to spend more time speaking to the people that we care about and that care about us about the things that are really important. And what's really important is our well-being. How are we feeling? Not about how we're feeling about Joe or Donald about if no inside how are we feeling and if we're not feeling optimal is there a reason is there any reason that we can attribute to or that we think is contributing to that and if so what can we do about it do we need to work out a little bit more are we eating the wrong foods because we're using food as a crutch we're using food as an as a, as a, as an endorphin fix. So let me eat this fat and this, that, and the third. Let me eat more sugar, this, that, and the third. Is that what we're doing? Are we watching more TV than usual? Are we are we on our phones more than usual? Because it's easier to do that and let the cable TV and the internet wash over us than it is to do the actual work that it will take to improve our lives and our station in life. Many of us out there are probably not where we are financially. Let's just let's just speak about it from a financial perspective. Let's just say from a numbers. Based on inflation and even 
pre-inflationary numbers over the last year or two. We weren't making the kind of money. I've always said people ask me, how much money do I want to make? I have a number. I won't share it now, but I do have a number. And I said, I want to be as far ahead of the average cost of living as I can. Now, that's ambiguous. But you want to be ahead of inflation. You want to be ahead of the average cost of living. You want to be as far ahead of that as possible. Because if you're not ahead of it, then you're going to be factoring in the average cost of dying. Because that's what you're doing. If you're teetering around the average cost of living, then you better start figuring out the average cost of dying. Because at any given moment, things can hit the fan and you're going to be out on the street and no one cares. So my question is, how much are we doing to get ahead of the cost of the average cost of living? Do we even have the kind of time, time being the most finite and being the most valuable commodity that a human being has is time on earth while they're still alive, right? Time. Do you have the time to watch all of these shows, to watch all of these vids, to, to, to spend all that time tweeting and twatting? and feeding and posting? Do you? Do you have the time? If the answer is nah, are you at a point where you're making you're making quintuple the average cost of living? You're so far ahead of it that everything is paying for itself automatically? Then possibly you can just be like, eh, and now I'm just BSing on the computer because everything is everything automated in your life to a degree where it's like, OK, the, 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 the car note is paid every month through this account and the insurance for these homes is being paid for. And these businesses are working pretty much automatically. I work about four to five hours a day. And after that, I'm just twiddling my thumbs, hanging out in coffee shops with good Wi-Fi and and trying these, you know, these you know, burning artisanal candles, etc., etc., using my little EV scooter. Yeah, is that your life? Sounds good. But if it's not, then do you have the time to care what Shannon Sharp's saying or Stephen A. Smith's saying or Don Lemon or Tucker Carlson or whoever else and Keith Oberman or Callan Cowherd and Ellen or whoever else in the view or Whoopi's view or whoever else do you do you have the time do you have it do you actually have the time or is that time not well spent or should and if you should you be on a treadmill and should you if you're on a treadmill um, maybe have some headphones with some self affirmations maybe with your own voice talking to you send yourself a message should you be doing that? Saying, you know what? I'm talking to you. I use audio messages all the time to speak to my friends because oftentimes the people that are around me are very, very busy. So I use audio messages as a way to stay close to a lot of the people that are close to me. That's my way of letting them know that they're on my mind and I want to send them a message. So I send them an audio. Hey, what's going on with you? Blah, blah, blah. This, that, and the third. I want them to hear my voice, not just these same text font words that everyone is sending. I send you a high, it's no different than a high from a, 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 a spam high. Yeah, it may mean something that I reached out, but if I can provide an opportunity 
for you to hear my voice, I'm going to give you my voice. Even if we're not speaking or corresponding like, hey, whatever, on the phone or, you know, I called you. I know you're busy. I know it's in the middle of the day. Just wanted to shout you out. I do that all the time to my to my close ones. Right. They know who they are because they've received an audio message. <laughs> right. Are we doing that for ourselves? Are we listening to everybody else's messages, the messaging that's going on online? Everybody with their agendas and their baggage and their things and they're heaping it onto us. But are we saying, listen, let me talk to me. Let me send myself a message and go, listen, we had a great day yesterday. We, this is what we need to do to, to, uh, yesterday, but this is today. And this is what we need to accomplish. I'm talking to you. It's like almost like total recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? You're talking to yourself. And say, listen, I need to do this today. We need to do that. So you're writing it in a journal, what you need to do. You're writing what you're grateful for. You're writing it in your to-do list. And you're sending yourself messages. That sounds like time well spent. And then maybe at the end of the night, you go, okay, we did this. We did that. That's awesome. All right, tomorrow then. What, 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 what do we want to improve upon? That sounds like time well spent. You know, I know it's counterproductive for me to tell people to get offline because ironically, you're listening to me now on iTunes or Spotify or Audible or wherever, wherever you know, these shows are heard. And I'm telling you to disconnect. Well, that's the mark of someone who actually really cares about the world and how it is and, and the people out there. If it means you're disconnecting me, too, then fine. OK. I'm OK with that. I'm okay. I'm I'm very okay with that. As a when I used to per, be a personal trainer, my job was to get you to the point where you didn't need me. <laughs> it wasn't to keep keep you on the hook forever. It was like now okay, now you have the rules, now you have the tools, now you have the fundamentals, you have this that and the third, blah blah blah. You're good. There's going to be someone else who needs me. So you're good. You know, you lost the 15 pounds, you got the muscle, you did this, you got eight pounds of muscle, we got your waist down, we got your diabetes, your blood sugar's under control, you're going to your doctor, your doctor's like, how did you do it? You're like, I've been going to Dr. June, I've been going to June's R Us, Body by June, which was the name of my company, by the way, Body by June back in the days. So I was like, I went to Body by June to care that. All of a sudden, my blood sugar is this, my blood pressure is that, now I'm good. I gave you the rules and the tools. You want to come back for every once in a blue to get a you know refresher just in case you know you develop some some bad habits as we all do. Come back for a refresher. We'll get you back on course. But the job was to get the training wheels off and go ride. Go. Get you off of the sidewalk with the training wheels. Go. Go now you can go do X games. You can do whatever the heck you want to do now. That's on you. So if I'm telling people to disconnect, I'm saying you cannot allow yourself anymore. You have to create the kind of parameters and boundaries that keeps as much negativity out as you possibly can. Why? Because negative things are going to occur in your life inevitably. So let's try to minimize them. Right? Right? Let's try to minimize our exposure to certain things. 
Because when I look at it, when like take for instance right now, while in real time, I'm going to go on, I don't want to mention the name of the site, but I'm going to go on here and see what's trending so you get an idea. What am I seeing? Several journalists have been kicked off of a particular site. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, what else is going on? Boycott Warner, boycott uh, 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 DC Comics. Okay, this is what I'm seeing. Immediately, I just clicked immediately. Like, okay. After reinstating literal Nazis, blah, blah, blah. This one's banned. Several ban Nazis. Blah. It's like, yo, what's going on? Immediately, your mind is going to go, hmm. And then when you stop looking at that, you're going to go send it to a friend. You're going to forward it to someone. You're going to discuss it with someone. It's going to be a topic of conversation. Sounds like a lot of time was wasted and now your energy levels are not conducive for you to improve your lot in life hmm so what do you think about that guys we're going to speak about this a lot we have the holiday season upon us it doesn't feel very cheery i gotta tell you there are a lot of people out of work there was the great resignation the great layoff uh, certain people are working from home, don't want to go back into the office, but they've been told by certain employers want you back in the office in, in 2023. And certain people are saying, I got to look for work. I couldn't spend as much as I wanted to spend this holiday season. I wanted to go on vacation because I wasn't able to go on vacation over the last couple of years due to mandates and advisories and requirements, et cetera, et cetera. And now that the world is opened up to a to a to a great degree to a significant degree people now have been like oh i can't wait to i remember speaking to people um during the summer saying i can't wait to go on vacation this holiday season i can't wait i can't wait i can't wait and now those very same people are saying i can't go because i gotta look for work because i'm not going back in that office there's no need I've been more productive. Uh, I've looked at the numbers. We've all been more productive from home. I don't need to be around those people. People have been creating inroads with their loved ones. Remember we had this conversation last year, who's in your village? When I said with all of you guys working from home, it's important now more than ever to know thy neighbor, to create these communities, create a village. All these teachers that were fired, unceremoniously because they refuse to take an experimental drug and put it in their bodies and these people that look out for our kids who we never thank for their service we they're the ones who look after our are the little people when everyone else is at work we've been treating teachers like glorified babysitters in the united states of america that's why the education system in this country sucks big time especially in comparison to other first world nations that don't have as much money as we do and some second world nations and some emerging nations. I've been in a lot of third world countries where the kids are far more educated than the kids here because of the emphasis and the onus on education and the importance that they place on the teacher and the competitive salaries that they pay the teacher. Which, so you could get the people who actually really want to teach and are not just going to leave the profession after they realize they're so overworked and underpaid. So you had all these teachers out of work who now were starting their own little online programs. You get to know what this teacher is about. You get to see them. Who are the people in your neighborhood? 
while you're so upset that this teacher at the school district is teaching your kid about certain kinds of this or that or third that you haven't sanctioned, you can now speak to a teacher that lives across the hall from you, across the street from you, around the corner from you, on the upper or lower floor from you and say, hey, listen, this is what I want taught and this is what I don't want taught. You're a math teacher, one plus one equals. You're an English teacher, I before E except after C, all right? Don't get cute with the whole slipping in certain books that have certain characters, not with it. You let that teacher know directly what curriculum you'd like for your children. You can do that now. You have more control over your world than you did two, three years ago. And it all started from people being closer to their home, closer to their loved ones, and now you get to see the people in your neighborhood. You get to talk to people on lunch breaks, cigarette breaks, dog walks, etc., etc. We spoke about that. That's time well spent. I'm not trying to tell you how to spend your time. I'm just saying that the data is showing that paying attention to what's trending, paying attention to who's boy boycotting who, it's not great for your mental and physical health. It's just not great. We're spending an inordinate amount of time on things that aren't important to our positive outcomes, that things that are actually leading to negative outcomes. Okay? So we're going to talk about this a little bit more because regardless of who's in office, regardless who's running what country, regarding, regardless of who's declaring war on whom or what party is doing this, that, and the third, we're going to have to find a way to carve out a piece of clarity and be, product and be productive at the same time. It's us, we have to carve out clarity for ourselves and be productive for ourselves so we can be there for our families. There's only so much walking it off we can do. So if you got to go to the doctor because you felt a certain pain in a particular area, I'm telling everybody, if you haven't had your year-end checkup yet, then have then schedule appointments for the beginning of next year and go get a full full everything everything done get all the blood work go to the ear eye nose and throat lie to your doctor and say that something hurts just so you can go to a specialist and have them check it out because oftentimes they just doing the baseline test so i'd be like yeah, yeah say that hurts so you can go to a specialist so they could prescribe you a specialist and you can go and find out, for, you know, get in depth, get in depth about who you are physically from head to toe and get in depth about who you are mentally from head to toe in your head, between your ears. Who are you? What are you going through? What's going on with you? Are you OK? Are you OK? And if not, what are you doing about it? How much time are you willing to spend on being okay? And what are you willing to spend time and, and resource-wise? Are you willing to do what's necessary to be okay? Seeking help is one, but maybe not. Maybe, hey, just having certain honest conversations with yourself about yourself and with those around you. Sometimes it's that easy, being like, you know what? I got to have a conversation with this person. I, I've been meaning to speak to such and such about this, and we haven't had that conversation, and it's time that we did, and I got to do it. I have to do it now because I'm going crazy. If I don't do this, I'm going nuts. 
Every time I think about it, it elicits a, a physical response in my body. I feel a way. Sometimes it's not about seeking out any help or anything. Sometimes it's just seeking the fortitude and looking inside of ourselves and saying, it's time to make certain changes. And this is one of the greatest times to do it. It's the holiday season. Many of us who are students are getting a reprieve from school. Some of us are getting a mini reprieve from our job responsibilities. I know a lot of the businesses and a lot of the things I'm working on right now have slowed down. People are on holiday. So there's not a lot of things going on in that regard. So it's a little slow. It's going to be slow next week. It's going to be a little slow. Well, that whole Christmas going into New Year's thing. So it may be a time. Now to talk to family, a couple of your family members, your loved ones are off from work. Or maybe you have a moment for yourself where you're saying, you know what? I'm going to take these two, three days for me. What do I want the next year to look like? Where do I want to be 12 months from now physically? Where do I want to be 12 months from now mentally and spiritually? Where do I want to be 12 months from now financially? I'm telling you, it starts with your mental. It starts with your discipline. It starts with your perspective. And once you find out where, how do I get there after the where? And then you have to ask, why am I here to begin with? If we're not in a great place, why? Remember we spoke about why? That's the question that sets everything ablaze. Woof. Why am I in this position that I'm in? Why am I not where I want to be in this situation? Why am I not? People spend a lot of money on therapy just to find out the why. Start asking. Start writing it down. Write it down today after you listen to this. Why am I in this situation? I guarantee you, no matter how good your life is going right now, there's something in your life right now that's causing you angst. And then you have to ask, what about me that's leading to these outcomes? Whoa. Not just why. Because when we put why, it's easy for us to go, oh, well, it's because of because of because of such and such. If such and such didn't do what they did to me, then I wouldn't be where I am right now. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, OK. Well, no, what about you? What about you? What, what could you have done different? Oh, well, I, I would have never met such and such because such and such is no, 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 no. Then why did you pick such and such out of all the opportunities to, to be with other people? Why did you choose that friend, that loved one, that job? Why? You got to go. It's all going to stem back to you. You can blame job A. You can blame person B for outcome C. But you chose that gig. You chose that person. You chose those situations. Why did you choose those situations? Because I thought that it was going to be. Why did you think it was going to be like that? Because they did. Why didn't you know better? You didn't we'll get back to that. What do I need to do to get to the outcomes that I want in particular situations? What do I need to do? How do I make 12 months from now better? Way better significantly how do i create significant improvements 12 months from now in every single aspect of my life i'm telling you number one we have to eliminate this negative stimuli stimuli that we that we receive from online we have to we have to eliminate it altogether if it's oop, negative story get rid of it neck up oh, nope not, not not doing it i'm not, not the world is in pollyannic this is not a uh this is not a, a, a cartoon. I know. 
There are negative things going on in the world. We're not going to be able to avoid it. I'm saying that there are certain things that you have to take care of in your own life that reading about this one and sending the link to that one isn't making your life any better. It's not improving your lot. It's not improving your physical or your mental condition at all. As a matter of fact, not only is it not improving, it's lessening the quality of your physical and mental condition. It's a net negative. So these things that are adding up to net negatives, you know what's a net negative to me? Listening to sports talk. I love sports. Basketball, NBA basketball, love it. Boxing, love it. NFL football, love it. You understand? You know what I dislike? Sports talk. You know how many people listen to sports talk that dislike the sports talk, but they just want to hear what that person they dislike has to say? And, and, it, and it creates a net negative in their lives where you end up tweeting them and twatting them and emailing them or talking to your friends about the link, recording it off. the. So I stopped watching it because I know that, oh, wait, you don't agree. We don't agree. And if you do agree, so what? That's confirmation bias. So I'm supposed to feel better because someone on TV agrees with me. Who cares? Or I agree with them or I have or we share the same opinion. It's not that they agree with me because they don't even know me. So we share the same opinion. Oh, I think the same way. And because that person's getting nine figures a year to talk sports that they're not playing. And I, and I, what I feel elevated. No, it's nonsense. You spend two hours watching the sport and then you spend another hour and some change watching people talk about the sport. You watch the game for two hours. Now you're watching someone talk about that same game for two hours. That's nonsense. I think sports talk is the most useless, respectfully, profession that there is. I find it utterly useless. But yet, I have tuned in more times than I wish to admit, and I'm yelling at the screen like it's the actual game. Like, man, that ain't right. Nope, nope, nope. You got that all wrong. Nope, that's the corporate, whatever agenda. That's you guys trying to shift it. And I'm like, June, what in the hell are you doing? Bruh, get a grip. He's a corp. He's he he can't even if he doesn't believe that. That's the script. What are you talking about, June? I've had to actually have that conversation with myself, <clears throat> and I'm having that conversation with you guys. It's one of the things we got to get rid of. We got to get rid of that. Eliminate these things that are bringing net negatives, that were actually going there to be mad. Or we know ahead of time we're not going to be happy with what they say. 99% of the things that people say on the news is, a, is inaccurate or is part of, a, part of a narrower binary agenda made for us to pick a side without giving us all the nuanced information. I mean, you have news that's what a 30-minute news show and more than 12 minutes of that are commercials. What are we talking about? How much information are you actually getting, people? Come on, what are we talking about? Come on. You notice there aren't any commercial interruptions here, right? We get to speak, right? The only commercial advertisement we had was Chavez House. Oh, and um, my cash app, but that's another conversation. Dollar sign J-U-N-B-E-A-U. If you've been listening still, I should have put that in the beginning, but I was so intent on speaking about this stuff. This is important. 
because I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to everyone. I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to everyone who is not living the life that they want to live when they close their eyes. When you close your eyes, you see one life sometimes. And when you open them, it's a whole other life. And the life that you are leading with your eyes open isn't as desirable and doesn't make you as happy as that life that you see when your eyes are closed. So what do you have to do to get that life that you see when your eyes are closed, to get that life to be there when your eyes open up finally? If you open up your eyes and you're not living where you want to live, but when you close your eyes, you go, this is what I want my house to look like. This is what I want my car to look like. And this is what I want my face to my body. This is how I want to look and feel. And then you open your eyes and none of that's matching up. You got work to do. You have a lot of work to do. And it's not going to be found watching inordinate amounts of other people doing their own thing. And everyone else you're watching is getting paid. Every time you log on to one of these things, they're eating. These things that are making you mad, people are making millions, if not billions of dollars to make you feel anxious. Metaverse's whole business model was based on angst. People, that like button with that rush of endorphins and people doing everything that they could do to get the like to get the like, to get the positive reinforcement and that positive reinforcement feedback loop. So what picture can I put up? What can I say that gets the most? Oh, is it, is it pictures about my food or is it this, that, and the third? That's what people do. It's escapism. You notice that when you speak about something real, people go, oh, you'll get a handful of likes. But if you put up a picture of your milkshake, it's like, ooh, where'd you get that? Escapism. Now all of a sudden you have dozens, if not hundreds, tens, dozens, hundreds of likes. Whoa. What's that about? Hmm? Well, we know what it's about. It's a feedback loop. So what I'm saying to everyone out there is, let's take an opportunity. Let's take a step. This holiday season now, if you have a couple of days to yourself, Go get the gratitude journal from Chavez House Publishing. Start off with that. Then start. Then get the love letters to myself. Get both of those. This may have sounded like a big-ass infomercial for this, but it's not. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm using them. I have them right in front of me. If we were on video right now, I have the gratitude journal, My Abundant Blessed Life, which shows a sunset on the cover. There's an ocean, there's a, a, a body of water, and there's a sunset. And there's a silhouette of someone meditating. And then there's the love letters to myself journal, which is, you know, I wish it wasn't pink. There's a little bit of pink on it. You know, I kind of I'm going to ask the publisher to maybe make one that if if there's certain guys out there that feel, you know, a little uncomfortable with all this pink, rosy stuff on the cover of this. I actually think that there should be, two, but that's just me. But anyway, but this one, love letters to myself, it's as it has these blocks, remember kids blocks that have the letters on it, it has L-O-V-E in blocks and it has love letters to myself in pink writing. It's a very beautiful cover, and I use it. It's important. It's important. I just started really using it because I realized certain things that you do, you're not loving yourself enough if you're doing it. If you're eating certain things, you're not loving yourself enough. If you're saying, oh, this makes me feel good. Really? It, but your body is suffering when you do that. Your mind is suffering. That sugar, that little sugar uptick 
That's not good for your intellect. It's not good for your reasoning when you have those big bumps and sugar and this, that, and the third. So that big thing of soda that you got from DoorDash or whatever, nah. Say, yeah, no drink with that. I got, I got, I got drinks here. I have, a, I have water. I have seltzer. I have lemon. I have limes. I can make my own juice if I want to juice. Yeah, do that. Are you doing that? If not, why not? If you know you can be doing better, then why are you not doing better? If you, you know, if you know better, then why are you not doing better? Why? Ask yourself these questions. Ask them now. Don't wait. Don't wait. Ask them now. We have time now. Okay? Let's think about what's going on in the world. Everything is ha as it was. There's no a new election. There's no riots in the streets that we need to be concerned about at the moment. There's no new person in that we got to do this. There's, there's, it's the same normal negative stimuli that we've had over the last several months, if not years, right now. <clears throat> right now. So take a moment and say, okay, take inventory. If you want to ask me personally what I'm going to do, um, I'm going to stick to what I said I was going to use social media for. Social media for me is for me to advertise product and services. That's it. This is what I'm doing. Hey, guys, take a look. And then I get off and then log off. I don't even have these apps on my phone. I have them on my computer. So I turn on my laptop. I look at it. I don't allow myself to travel with these apps except YouTube. YouTube is the one app that I just have because it's on I'm always listening to audio. I'm always listening to music. <clears throat> so it's my music player, YouTube, right? Or, you know, and uh, I have to get Spotify on my phone because I, I'd rather go to Spotify. I'm just trying to figure out which one pays the artist more. If I view it on Spotify or if I view it on YouTube. I, d I don't know. You know, I guess maybe just Spotify. I'll do that instead. Um, so that's what I want to do. So I'll probably get Spotify on my phone. And um, but I got to keep YouTube because I, I have so much audio on there that I listen to documentaries, things like that. But besides that, I don't have Facebook. I don't have Instagram, uh, but I kind of need to put Instagram on there so I can post because the Instagram desktop isn't as good as the phone version. So what I'll do is I'll possibly download IG just to post something on my Whose world is this? Two zero two one, which is my, our Instagram, and then post the uh, show, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then delete the app from my phone and only download it when I'm using it. Like Twitter makes it very easy for me to use my desktop. There's a reason why some of these companies make a version of their apps not very user-friendly on the desktop because they want you walking around with all of this stuff. They want to know where you're at. Uh, we're not going to get into all that right now, but I'm just saying, whether location services are off or whether the microphone is off or not, when you're using it, they know where you're at. They can find out where you're at really quickly if they really wanted to. Didn't you see recently that the Fed's we're all up in the Twitter building monitoring certain conversations of who was doing what. Uh, we're not going to get into all that. I could get into how you, you don't even get to be as large of a data 
mining company as a Facebook or a Twitter or an Instagram without allowing a backdoor for the intelligence agencies. They won't even allow you to be that big without them saying, we need to actually have access due to national security, blah, 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 blah. That's the rhetoric. You, you're not allowed to be that big if they don't have a way in. Don't let them fool you, people. I can, we can go there, but that's another day. So what I'm trying to say is your best interest isn't being met by these people. The people who feed you, the people who clothe you, the people who claim to inform you, and the people who entertain you, they don't have your best interest. You know who has your best interest? You. Are, and are you working towards your best interest? You want to be alive, don't you? You want to be healthy, don't you? You want enough money to be able to afford your, your expenses, your daily, monthly, yearly expenses, and possibly take a trip or two, have a dinner or two, see a movie or two, buy a couple of pairs of shoes, have a car that works, right? Huh? The basics. The first world basics and a modicum of relative safety, right? What are we doing? You have to spend almost every moment of every day working to improve you. And I'm not just talking about financially. Oh, yeah, you need nine different streams of income and all that nonsense. No, I'm talking about what are you doing to be the kind of person that you need to be to accomplish the things you want to accomplish? What are you doing? Are you writing? Are you, are you, are you, are you, are you talking to yourself? Are you speaking to yourself? Are you speaking to your loved ones? Are you taking inventory and asking yourself the honest questions? Are you doing that? And are you make are you putting yourself in a position to make the kind of moves necessary? If you need to seek some help or some outside help and the things that are going on with you are above your pay grade, then maybe it's time to pay somebody else. Maybe you feel as if, you know what, I need to just bend somebody else's ear on this that doesn't know me, that it's not going to pass judgment, that maybe is a clinician, someone who deals with this. Maybe I need to do that. Then do it. Maybe get a couple of bucks together. If it costs 70 bucks or 100 bucks for the hour, spend it. You're going to spend it on something frivolous. You're going to spend it on something. If you have the money, you're going to spend it. So maybe, you know what, save up for a one-hour session or a two-hour session. Say to a therapist, you know what, can you block out two hours for me? Can you block out two hours? Forget that 60 minutes. Two hours. Let's get it. Do you guys need a trainer? Is it time to get yourself back in physical shape? Maybe you don't have the money for a trainer. You know what? Speak to some trainers that you know. Maybe maybe go get an intro session at your gym and write some things down and tell them, you know what, I don't have a lot of money for a personal trainer right now. I'm going through some financial stuff or, you know, my expenses are what they are. But, you know, maybe they can introduce you to a website or a YouTube channel or something where you can get some basic exercises in, you know? And then, you know, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go in four days a week, three days, four, five days a week. In many areas, it's cold outside. But in areas that, you know, you get a little sun and maybe it is a little cold, you know, go to Amazon, pick up some thermals, wear some layers and maybe and still get that sun. Right. Still go outside, still get active, still give a head nod to your neighbors, acknowledge them. What are we doing? And then if our money isn't right, why not? Are we not saving enough? Penny saved, penny earned. Are we not cooking enough? Are we eating out too much? We don't have enough money for this. Do I need to be investing more? Do I need to maybe get a certification? Do I need to go back to school? Do I need to do this? 
What am I doing to improve my lot? All of these things. Take inventory. Because I, I find it interesting because I, I've never been so much more plugged in because of this business that I'm of this platform that I'm looking to grow. I I kind of have to be on these sites to drum up, uh, you know, listeners and viewers or whatever the case may be. So then I get to see, oh, whoa, we were just boycotting a, a Lux brand last to a week ago. So much outrage. Outrage is gone. Ooh, Will Smith slaps Chris Rock. So much outrage. Outrage is gone. He has a new movie out, Apple TV. Ooh, ooh, ooh Will, forgive Will. Okay. No, I, I won't, but you can. I won't. I won't watch another Will Smith movie until I see him kiss Chris Rock's ring and I know that he put about $10 million in Chris Rock's account. Then I'll be like, Will, I got you. I need to see that. I need to see him go on a stage where Chris Rock is performing and he gets down on bended knee and kisses Chris Rock's ring like Chris Rock is Vito, Don Vito Coleone. Then I'll be like, okay, and do it in front of a, 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 a live audience and then it's being recorded so the whole world will see that these contrived, concocted, uh, rehearsed apologies don't work for me, right? And then let me know you put like five, you, you, put, you put some money in there. It's got to be over a million dollars, easily. What you did to that man and his family, easily over a million dollars. Because if he was to sue Will, he'd have to come out of pocket. Will would have lost a lot more if there was a criminal proceeding. And if Chris Rock decided to be vindictive and say, listen, bruh, I've been in Hollywood as long as you have. I know where the bodies are buried. And I know the things that you may or may not have had to do to get to where you are. Do you want to do this? Do you really want me to get Brooklyn on you? Brooklyn versus Philly. Brooklyn Nets versus Sixers. Do you really want this? This ain't what you want. So Chris could have did that, and but I understand why he didn't. Let's just say I'm a different animal. Will couldn't smack me on a stage. First off, I'm 205 pounds. I don't play those kind of games. I'm not a comedian. I can, I'm funny, but I'm not a comedian, and I'm not an entertainer. I may be entertaining, but I'm not an entertainer by nature. My job is not to placate and make sure everybody in the audience is feeling comfortable and laughing. It's not what I do. I'm a, provo I'm a provocateur to a certain degree. Certain things that I say may provoke because if you're on one side or another side and I'm representing a middle ground or not a middle ground and I've taken, you know, a side that wasn't there, you may be left or right. And I'm now I'm up or down like, whoa. Wait a minute, may anger some may cause a certain feeling. That's OK. But all I'm saying is. Everybody's over their outrage, but for a moment you were mad about some things and now you're not. They were telling you to boycott this, and now no one's talking about it. Now they're telling you to boycott that, and then and in about 48 to 72 hours, they're not going to be speaking about that anymore. So every 72 hours, we are met with negative stimuli. Think about how much information we are getting right now. Many of you that listen to me are old enough to remember a time where there was no internet. <laughs> Think about that for a moment. When you went outside and the only time you were going to receive a phone call is when you went back inside. Do you remember that? That maybe you had a beeper if you were in New York like me and you had to go to a payphone. 
You remember pay phones? Does anybody out there remember pay phones? But now we're constantly plugged into the things that are going on. At any given moment, when I'm waiting on a line, I have my phone out. When I'm in a waiting room, I have my phone out. I was going to my chiropractor, my physical therapist, had my phone out. In between sessions, I put my phone out the other day. And I said, okay, so you know what I started doing? I put my phone in the cubby. I said, no, 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 no. I'm good. Don't need it. Let me focus and immerse myself in the moment, my moment about me. How many of us are doing that? Or how many of us at any given moment where we have a moment, we're pulling our phone out to see what's going on, of that fear of missing out on something that could just distract us from the angst that's going on inside us or things that are causing more angst, but it's not about us and our personal life even though it says a lot about the choices that we make and what we choose to be upset about, what we choose to be happy or sad or mad or glad about says a lot about us. However, instead of us working on us and ourselves, we're using these, these distractions, these weapons of mass distraction, right? To avoid the work because our bodies are trying to protect us. Our mind is trying to protect us from the pain. But this, let me tell you something, people. Um, this isn't like a, hearing a, 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 a branch or a twig crunch in a forest and you're a deer and then you run. That's not what this is. When you have emotional, when things are bothering you, you don't run away from them like a deer runs away from that twig crunching. You got to step to it. You got you to gotta go towards that sound. And as mammals, our first inclination is to run away. I get it. Like when we're doing weights, you have to push through the pain. I'll push through the discomfort. Like, oh, wait, I'm pushing this weight up. My arm is going. I don't want to do this anymore. You know? But there's like, no, we got to get to 10. No, 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 no. Well, the first one didn't like it. So I'm not going to, I'm going to like the second one even less. No, no, no. You got to push past that initial discomfort. And it's going to make you stronger. It's going to make you healthier. It's going to make you better. You're going to love the way you look and the way you feel. Trust. But it's going to be a little discomfort. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. Might lead to some soreness. So we may have some mental and spiritual soreness going into these issues initially. It's not a once. It's not a drive-through window kind of situation. Oh, I'm dealing with it now. I'm better. No. I'm ordering healing from one window, and the next window should have it. No, it's not that expedient. Sorry. Wish it was. You and I both. But it's not. So we have to do the work. We got to do the work, people. It's like you want that body you want. Guess how you're going to get it? You got to do the work. You want to be able to squat this much and curl this much so your biceps can be strong, your delts, your back. You want to make your back stronger. There's no, there's no surgeon. You know, there's no cosmetic surgeon that can help you get your back stronger. You have to stretch and you have to work it. There's no cosmetic surgeon that's going to be able to give you this strong biceps that you want. No. He may be able to give you some biceps, but those biceps are full of silicone and that silicone leaks and then it leads to a mass infection. And then you have more problems in your life. You're not healthier. You're worse off. The benefits of you actually going to a place and dedicating yourself to self-betterment, you're not getting that when you go under a knife thinking that there's a shortcut. My mom used to always say in her beautiful Haitian accent, June, there are no shortcuts. And I used to be like, yeah, let me tell you something. 
I've looked for them. I've looked for shortcuts doing this. I've looked for shortcuts doing that. And my goodness, it really comes down to good old-fashioned, uncomfortable work. It's the only way to get these accomplishments and these outcomes that we want. Not avoiding it. Not, not turning on the TV. Not doing this. Not doing that. Not, not, not swiping. Not swiping left, right, up, or down. Not posting, liking. Not forwarding and sharing. Sometimes we got to sit. We have to sit and do the work. We have a lot of work to do. And we live in a world that doesn't want us to do the work. We, we live in a world that's trying to sell us something. Make us anxious so we'll do this. Make us anxious so we'll do that. Make us happy looking at this. Make us view. Make us view. That's why they don't want you write, write, reading books. Because there are no advertisements in them. So it's to always say, you know why there is not more promotion of actual reading? It's because there aren't any advertisements. There isn't any commercial. They can't, they can't touch you. When you're writing to yourself, when you sit somewhere with nothing on, no music, no noise, and you have a pen or a pencil and a book, notebook, and you're writing to yourself, that's everything. That's everything. It's as powerful as it comes. When they say the pen is mightier than a sword, hmm? okay, that's what it means. Okay, ink of a scholar. Okay, so it's time for us to start thinking, using the ink, and doing the work. It's time. We're not missing out on anything. It's time. So we're going to have this conversation again. You know, we're in the holiday season. Like I told you guys before, go to Chavez House Publishing, C-H-A-V-E-S House Publishing on Amazon. Pick up some books. Be grateful. Love yourself. Write to yourself. If you, if you have a WhatsApp, if you have a message, Facebook, I don't care. Talk to you and tell yourself what you demand of yourself. There's, there, there's a future you that's speaking to the present you saying, listen, man, listen, this is what I want for you. You want to drive that? Let's go get it. You want to look like that? Let's go get it. You, 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 you want to live this way? Let's go do that. You want to have this conversation? Did you have that conversation yet? Nag yourself. Don't let someone else or something else be your nag. Nag you. Get you up to do it. All right, people. Until we speak again.